Welcome everybody to Nutty Buddy Sports and on today's episode, Rue, Shannon, and Nate join me as we break down the NFL playoff matchups in the divisional round for this weekend. That's coming up right here, right now on Nutty Buddy Sports. Welcome back, everybody, to Nutty Buddy Sports. And uh, today we are going to go ahead and we are going to predict the divisional round of the playoffs of the NFL. And to do that with me, I got a couple guests here. I have Shannon. Shannon, how's it going, man? I'm doing awesome tonight. Thank you for asking. Yeah, no problem. Rue, how about you? I'm great. How are you, Ryan? I'm good as, as well. And Nate, we got Nate. How's it going, Nate? Pretty good. What's up, Ryan? Oh, not, not a lot uh podcasting that's what what what's up right now so uh what we're gonna do today is we're gonna like i mentioned we're gonna uh predict the divisional round in the nfl but before we do that i just wanted because um we talked a little bit a recap show on monday any takeaways i just wanted to get your your three just maybe just a quick sentence any takeaways from the wild card round in the nfl uh go ahead shannon I predicted the San Francisco 49ers would win, and I was right. And <laughs> San Francisco is for real, and Dallas needs a new head coach. I think as former Packer fans, uh, I mean, not former Packer fans, but Packer fans of that coach who is their former coach would agree with that. How about you, Rue? What did you take away from the wild card weekend? Oh, man. Um, I was expecting uh, Stafford to look a little more anxious, and he looked pretty poised. Um I don't know if that's my biggest takeaway, but that's what stood out, I think, to me. Yeah, he looked pretty solid. I mean, he didn't have to play too great, but hey, that he played good enough. Uh, Nate, what about you? As much as I like the new expanded playoffs for the fact that only one team gets a bye, I think that's a little more incentive to play longer into the season. It was unnecessary. The Eagles and the Steelers didn't belong in the playoffs. They didn't look good, but we'll see what happens in the future. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, though, because like if the Colts or the Chargers would have got in, then we might be like, you know, singing a little bit different of a tune, right? Like it was because of the two teams that did get in. Yeah, it was not that great of a wild card weekend. Too many blowouts for me. Um, hey, uh, so speaking of Matthew Stafford, I have a, a, a crazy stat for you guys. Did you know that Matthew Stafford has the same amount of playoff wins as the Detroit Lions? entire existence of their franchise <laughs> so the lions have won one playoff game and so has matthew stafford that was back i think when they had barry sanders so just wanted to throw that out there i heard that and i was like oh man that is a great stat so i wanted to share that and then uh before we get into previewing uh maybe we can start with nate what is the game you're most looking forward to this weekend I mean, obviously, I'm looking forward to the Packer game because I'm a fan of the Packers, but I think Bill's Chiefs is going to be a blast. I think it's going to be high scoring and a lot of fun. Yeah. What about you, Rue? Yeah, that's the game I'm looking forward to most because the Packer game makes me nervous. So I have no pressure on the Chiefs uh, bills. So that, that's that's a fair point. What about you, uh, Shannon? Obviously, like Nate, I'm a Packer fan, so that's number one, but I would have to agree with Nay also that the Chiefs-Bills is right up there. It's the matchup everyone wants to see. 
Yeah, it's like we got the AFC championship game, but around too early. This is kind of the matchup everyone wants to see. So I, I agree. I'm, I'm really excited about that game. Okay, guys. Well, you guys are ready to get into our, the, our previewing this weekend's NFL action. Okay, let's do it then. Um, let's let me get this up. Here we go. Previewing the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Okay, so I just wanted to update everybody on our predictions last week. We can see there are uh, everybody's up there. Um, let's see, Rue, you were, I believe, five and one. Where are you up there? Yeah, five and one. Shannon, you were five and one as well. I think me and Nate, six and oh. Let's go, Ryan. That's right. And then Luke was a uh, three and three disaster. So he had the outlier. Uh, but that's where we are in the predictions for the playoffs. So we'll continue uh, keeping track of that. So let's get into our first game. The Cincinnati Bengals versus the Tennessee Titans. Okay, so let's start with our previewing of this game. Um, so I got a, three questions for you guys before we get into like the stats and talking a little deeper in the game. Uh, the first one is, and maybe I'll start with Rue, how big of a difference will Derrick Henry make if he in fact plays in this game, which I think he's on schedule to? Well, Dude. first of all, I think he's definitely going to be fresh um, if he plays. So I think they might just give him the ball like 30 times. Which should be huge, um, but the Bengals got to be knowing it's coming. So I don't, I mean, I, it's hard to say, but I feel like they got to give them the ball. I think that's their best chance. Okay. Yeah. Nate, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, if he's what we know Derek Henry to be, it's going to be a big piece. I think uh, knowing if Trey Hendrickson's going to play for the Bengals is huge. He's a big part of their front line. But yeah, I don't see how he couldn't be a factor. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Their run game has been pretty solid without him. How about you, Shannon? What did you think uh, about Henry? Well, Derrick Henry is definitely a difference maker. We have to remember the Titans have won games without Derrick Henry. So having another weapon like that is only going to make their chances even better. Yeah, I think that's where I, I sit too there, uh, Shannon. Okay, let's go to our next question. Okay, so which trio... Are you most excited to watch Burrow, Chase, Mixon, or Tannehill, Brown, and Henry? Okay, so this is assuming Henry starts. So maybe I'll start with uh, Shannon this time. Which trio are you most excited to watch in this game? I I have cases for both sides, but I I'm going to choose Tannehill, Brown, and Henry because um, I think Henry is the best out of all of them as far as like being a difference maker. Uh, my next on the list would be uh, Jamar Chase, but I have to give the nod to uh, the Titans' big three. Yeah, I like them too. I like A.J. Brown. I think he's a little underrated. He doesn't get enough uh, talk. What about you, Nate? Who do you like? Uh, which trio do you like? Or are you looking forward to talk, uh, watching? I can't root for Tannehill. I just can't do it. So it's got <laughs> to be Burrow Chase and Mixon. Yeah, how about you, Rue? Yeah, I'm with Nate. Um, I think they're rolling. The confidence is high, so good things – can happen uh, outcome is different but I think that's just going to be exciting to see what those guys can continue to do as they get more and more confidence yeah I I'm really excited about these these like three uh people on 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 our players I should say on different 
teams, but I'm, I'm actually got a soft spot a little bit for Tannehill because um, he used to be a dolphin and the dolphins, you know, were just never well, good. So, so I, 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 I'm, I'm excited to see if he can actually take them to the next level. Okay. Let's go to our next, our last question. Okay. So this is a coach question. So Mike Vabre, Va- Mike, uh, <laughs> I can't say it right now. Yeah. Mike, the coach for the Tennessee Titans or Zach Taylor, <laughs> Nate, uh, which coach are you most confident in going into this game? Uh, Mike Vrabel, Vrabel, Vrabel. I, I feel like he's just a player as a coach, you know, like he's still got that player mentality. He'd have bug guys without a helmet on. He's, he's crazy. And I think he uh, really connects with his players. So I've always liked him as a coach. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Rue. Yeah. Vrabel too. I think he's kind of got that uh, a little bit from Belichick, the fact that he likes to take out, something takes something away i'm not sure which way he's going to go um but he makes the other team beat you with something not not everything you're good at so i think he's going to make a young team with a young coach have to adjust and that's going to be that's going to kind of be a problem i like that uh shannon i have to go with variable as well <laughs> i think he keeps his players uh disciplined and I, I just think tennessee is kind of flying under the radar i mean they didn't just happen to get the number one seed you have to win a certain amount of games to even get that and they did that yeah uh go ahead nate i do have to say though i'm excited to see what zach taylor does he's gonna have to pick his spots to be aggressive because they're just gonna have to against a team like the titans so i'm curious to see if this will be a spot where he's it's too big for him or he can adjust yeah that's a good point it's gonna be exciting to see that young coach uh, see if he could deliver i'm with you guys though mike Vrabel. He, uh, I'm looking forward to watch. I think he's the better coach. He'll have the team ready in a physical way too. Like he, he gets his team up to play very physical games. So I, I like the fact that he will probably have his, uh, guys in the trenches ready for this game. So I, I'm with you guys on Vrabel. Okay. Let's go into, um, the Bengals. Okay. So before we get into this, so we're, we're basically going to preview the game. Before I get into my like Bengals win if part, I got and, and I have a uh, uh, the Titans win if anything about this game to you guys that you guys want to talk about or stands out to you guys at all. Go ahead, Rue. There's one more thing is as Ogan Joby is out too um, on mm-hmm. the Bengals line. I think that also is going to be kind of a big deal as far as obviously Henry coming back and them having a pretty good rushing attack regardless. So I think that's, what's going to make it real interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, go ahead, Nate. I'm a little scared at how the Titans finished their season. Like they had something to play for the last week. They wanted that number one seed and they almost got beat by the Texans and then they got a week off. So I'm, I'm a little curious how that buy is going to help them, but that, that gives me a little pause. Yeah. That's a good question. Like, um, okay, go ahead, Shannon. Uh, the Bengals have been a little bit of a yo-yo team. I mean, they've been really good, but they have had those stinker weeks that are almost inexplainable. Mm-hmm. And I think the only way the Bengals can win is if they are able to take the ball away, uh, maybe get a pick against Tannehill or something like that. Yeah, turnovers, yeah. Um, so, like, do you guys think the week off 
can hurt teams or do you think it helps teams overall? Or do, it, would you say it just depends on the team? Uh, go ahead, Nate. I honestly think it can hurt teams sometimes, especially if you're a hot team coming out of the season and then you got to sit down and I'm, I think sometimes they over plan, they over scheme, they overdo things rather than just go with feel. So, I mean, I think it does depend on the team, but it does seem like quite often it can hurt people. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of agree with that. It can, it can definitely uh, cool teams down a little bit, Rue. Yeah. And I think kind of like Nate was saying, like people are in the NFL players are so uh, creatures of habit. So take a week off, just throws quite a bit off and then coaches have more time to probably overthink it. So sometimes I think that's why those games um, that team can come out a little soft um, because they're not really ready. They're not, it takes a little bit to wake up. So sometimes they get behind um, so I think that's what it will be kind of interesting to kind of watch because the Bengals are kind of rolling. Um, so I don't know if they can come out hot early. It might kind of change how this thing goes. But, yeah, that week off can be – it depends on the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's look at um, some um, of the, the stats I sent you guys. Um, so if I, this is how I feel like the Bengals can win. Uh, if they make it a track meet, I don't know if the Titans um, can, you know, like, I think they want to control the clock. I think they want to, the, the, to get the game, like keep it going, keep the clock going. I don't think they want to get in sort of like a track meet where they have to score like 30 to 38 points. Uh, any thoughts on that? Like, do you guys feel like if it's a track meet, if it is a track meet, what team do you guys think it would benefit? Because I think it might be the Bengals, but I could be wrong. Go ahead, Nate. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, the Titans had the second ranked rush defense in the NFL. That, that kind of goes underrated. So if it's a slow game and Bengals are having to run, I think that obviously helps the Titans. If it's a high scoring game that means burrow's on fire and Mm -hmm. i feel like he's he's the it factor for the Bengals. yeah yeah by the way uh think about that too because as we do our predictions i want to i want an x factor i forgot to tell you guys before the show an x factor for each game that you guys have okay so just as we go through it hopefully it doesn't um you know, distract you from what we're talking about. Okay. Uh, let's go to the next point. Bangle bangles are seventh in passing yards and have the 13th in overall offense, which it goes, I think with your point that the Titans, right. Have a good run defense. You said Nate, right. Which, but I feel like where the Bengals can catch the Titans is by passing the football effectively, which goes along with that, that, that track meet. Okay, and then uh, on the road, this is interesting, though. On the road, which they are on the road against the Titans, uh, they average almost 100 less yards passing. So kind of scary. Does that does that make you nervous when you think about if Like, I don't uh, – go ahead, Rue. Yeah, that does for me because I think they're going to have to, like uh, Nate said, pick their spots. They're going to have to be aggressive. They're going to have to go downfield because that's where the uh, Titans defense is weak. So if if maybe, I don't know if that's scheme or if that's just efficiency, um, why they have so much less yards. But if it's because they're less aggressive, that's that's going to hurt. But they've been kind of rolling pretty aggressive the last few games, going downfield a lot more. So I think that might um, be interesting to see if that holds true. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to see. It's going to be a fun game, though, that's for sure. Um, 
Titans, and, and this is what goes back to the, they have the 25th passing defense. So that's where they're going to get them. I think if they're, they're going to win this game, they got to exploit that. Okay. Titans win. If Titans run game. So if this is basically like if they run the ball effectively in the last three games, the Bengals have allowed over 154 yards on the ground per game. So this is where the Titans, I feel like, uh, can indeed uh, win the game is by controlling the ball and, and getting like 200 yards rushing. You know, they, they totally could if, if they're allowing uh, certain teams to get 154, right? Um, let's see here. Uh, go ahead, Shan. One thing uh, that people have to realize, too, is that Last year in the playoffs, there was really no home field advantage because there was no fans in the stands. Mm -hmm. And it's completely different this year. I think that home field advantage is definitely a a factor this year versus last year. And I think for the Titans to win, um, they just need a few good runs in the first quarter to to bring the defense up. And then they can do some play action and get get A.J. Brown the ball. And I think that's the key to Titans winning the game. Yeah, yeah, I kind of sort of agree with you there, uh, Nate. And not that this means anything, but historical data, Titans are only two and three all time in the playoffs at home since relocating from Houston. So home field hasn't done much for them before. Obviously, every year the team's different, but that's just the history of it. Yeah, I w- I, that's that's an interesting step. But I, I would say like the sample size is super small, though, too. Right. So that that's but yeah, that's a cool thing. Yeah. So, so the two, two times they won was the Super Bowl with McNair when they got to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so back in '99 huh. or 2000. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Okay. Well, let's go into our predictions. So, uh, we'll, we're going to see where everybody else goes before we get into our predictions. Anything by uh, for you guys add to the game? Anything you're looking forward to? Anything? Go ahead, Rue. I think what's going to make it exciting, uh, like I think we're all kind of thinking it will be, is its strength of each team against the other team's weakness. So like it could be just back and forth, just totally different ball games, which is going to make it pretty interesting to watch. Yeah, one one one's weakness is pass defense, where their strength is passing. Yeah, and then the running game opposite. Yeah, good point, bro. Like it. Okay, let's look at the predictions for. The, the the guests that are normally on the show that are not here right now, Chris, Ryan, and Eric all picked the Bengals, and Luke and Avery picked the Titans. That's not all. We also have Travis, and Travis has the, uh, picked the Bengals, and let's listen to why. Bengals-Titans. What a game this will be. One for this year and that's it uh Bengals are gonna be winning this because they are still hot even though they didn't blow out Oakland they still got the W that's what counts uh I don't know the Titans just don't really scare me even though they're the number one seed I pretty much will take any team over the Titans right now sorry Zach but not sorry Jamar Chase is going to have another huge game. Okay, well, does Zach have a rebuttal? Yes, he does, because Zach picked the Titans. Let's hear what Zach has to say about his prediction. So Bengals-Titans, I am for sure taking the Titans, being a homer on this one. But it's going to be close. It's going to be really close. 
I think the Titans, they're going to be able to control the ball. They're going to be able to run the ball effectively against the Bengals, hold time of possession on their side, keep the Burrow-Jamar-Chase combo on the sideline as long as they possibly can. That's how they're going to win this game. It's the only way they're going to win this game. Um, I think it'll still be a really fun game to watch. Bengals fans, Travis included, I think you're going to enjoy this one. It's going to be high scoring. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. But again, I'm giving the Titans a little bit of an edge, home field advantage. The possibility of even having Derrick Henry back scares the crap out of anybody who's from Cincinnati. So looking forward to that. Uh, but again, taking the Bang or taking the Titans over the Bengals for sure. Okay. Uh, did you all notice that like Zach was just a little bit more humble about it than, than Travis? <laughs> I don't know. I'm a little disappointed in Travis's prediction there. He, I felt like he had no information whatsoever other than I like the Bengals and they're going to win. So sorry, Travis, but that was weak. <laughs> Purely heart, Travis. <laughs> that was almost as bad as his Jameis Winston take. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Okay. So as far as in our room right now, Nate, you have uh, the Bengals. So you want to go ahead and give you a reason why? Bengals have won four of their last five. The only one they lost was that last game of the year where they sat everybody. They're hot. Like I said earlier, the Titans lost their finale. They had the bye week. I just think the Bengals are rolling, and they're going to roll through this game too. Excellent. Okay, thanks, Nate. See, that is what true analysis is there, Travis. So take some notes there. Uh, and then me, Shannon, and Rue all pick the Titans. So Shannon, you want to get us started here? Why do you got the Titans? For one thing, they're rested. Um, I think that the Bengals are just a year removed from being better than what they can be. Uh, they're still young and inexperienced. Tannehill has way, even though he may not have the buzz that Joe Burrow has being the number one pick, Tannehill does have a lot of NFL experience. And in the playoffs, that goes a long way. Um, I don't think he's going to get rattled. Um, I think that uh, Tennessee will control the, the clock. Um, I picked the Tennessee by four, but I think that's only because the Bengals score a late touchdown. It's not really as close as that. Okay. Do you have a score? Uh, we'll go 27-23. Uh, okay. Uh, Nate, you have a score? If um, I'll go Bengals 34-27. Oh, that's good. That'd be a fun game. Rue, how about you? What, give us uh, the reason why you got the Titans and maybe a score. So I went um, Titans because, I mean, I, I hope the Bengals win. But I feel like they, they're just rolling a little too high. And I think Vrabel's smart enough. He might, he might just throw a little bit of a wrench in there um, and, and, and rattle that, the young crowd a little bit. Um, but I could see it totally going the other way but I, I just, I couldn't bet on it. I had to make my pick, not up with my heart, unlike Travis. Um, but I have no idea on a score because I, I mean, I could see this one going, I think it's going to be high scoring though. So let's say 38, 31. Okay. So uh, just so you know, like Zach even admitted, I just want to throw Zach a little under the bus. He picked with his heart as well. So at least he had facts, but I just don't want to be like Travis only. So, you know, I'm going to protect him just a little bit here. Uh, real quick, guys, X-Factors. Any X-Factors for this game for you guys? Um, Nate, you, you nodded your head? Yeah, Joe Burrow. I mean, if he's hot and he's throwing the ball all over the place, I think it's going to be hard for the Titans to keep up because if the Titans are going to score, it's going to be in the run game. It's going to take more time. So I, I think Joe Burrow's the X factor for the Bengals. Okay. 
Uh, Rue? So I, I agree to, with, to an extent, but I also think Burrow's going to be hot. Um, so I think if Joe Mixon can actually get rolling, I think they have a better chance of, you know, kind of controlling. Um, but against that that D line, you know, that rush defense, it's it's tough. So if he if he can, I think the Bengals got a lot better shot. Yeah, what, what Shannon, you got one or for the Bengals or for the Titans? Either, either one. one. Yeah, like what do you think? Is, yeah, the X factor for like I, I think the, the X factor is Ryan Tannehill not just throwing interceptions. Yeah. To me, that's the X factor. If if he keeps it from uh, giving the Bengals the ball, I think that's the key, and I think the Tennessee Titans win then. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, so I, I picked the Titans as well. My X factor is the trenches. I think that's what's going to decide this game. The weakness for the Cincinnati Bengals is their interior line. Um, and I think that is the strength of the Titans with, uh, I believe it's Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head who the defense that nose tackle is that they mm-hmm. have, but I just trust that the Titans are going to be the more physical team. And um, I think if it ends up being a track meet, the Bengals are going to win. So I'm going to pick uh, 28 to 19, and I'm going to pick the Titans to win. And if it's who gets this 31st, the Bengals are going to win. That's what I, that, that's sort of how I feel about it. But I just think that, uh, yeah, the Titans are just going to be more physical. Okay, you guys ready to go on to the next game then? Yeah, let's do it. San Francisco 49ers versus the Green Bay Packers. Okay. So did you guys see how I put there can only be one there? There can only be one. Okay. Okay. So uh, we're going to preview again, three questions uh, for my panel. Now, all the audience, the listeners, remember there is a lot of bias in this room. The, three of these four people that are talking are Packer fans. So just take everything they say with a, a large grain of salt. So let's start with this Shanahan or LaFleur, which head coach do you trust more? I'll let you guys think about it. Uh, Shannon, you want to go? Well, I'm going to take LaFleur because he has less losses than Shanahan um, he may not have the experience, but he only, I mean, he made it to the, the NFC championship game in every single year he's been coaching. So I just think that he brings a new twist, a new flavor. I think that he, he learned his lesson last year and he's putting everything he can into the, the, the playoffs this year. Cause he does not want to have that happen again. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Any, anything else? Any, any, go ahead, Nate. I'm doing this whole segment based on my head, not my heart. Ryan. Okay. Okay. So okay. There's, there's no bias here. I think Shanahan is the better coach. He ha- has a lot more in-game adjustments. Lafleur, I think his record is he's a good coach, but I think a lot of it's based on having Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. Um, I just, I've always liked Shanahan as a coach. He seems to step up in big spots. So if I had to pick one, I would pick Shanahan. How about you, Rue? I'm going to say I, I don't really know. I think both of them <laughs> have had some some blunders when it's mattered. And I think Shanahan's had more. So I guess that's why I could see, you know, if it comes to a tight game, it's going to be interesting. Um, so I'll go with my heart and pick Lafleur. But I think they've both had enough. And Shanahan's been to Super Bowl, so that kind of leaves him higher. 
but he's also had some pretty big blunders in there, not as a coach, but as a, a um, well, I guess as a coach too. But yeah, I, tell you, I think it's, it's man, it's a, that's a good question. Yeah, I thought this was an interesting question because I feel like Shanahan is better at like scheming people open. He gets people open and like, um, he, you know, like he he's had Garoppolo, right? He doesn't have Aaron Rodgers. So like, it's just, it's just a difference. Even Mike McCarthy won what 13, 14 games with Aaron, 15 games with Aaron Rodgers. And we see what kind of head coach he can be. Uh, so it's hard, but LaFleur is better at like game managing things, at least better than Kyle Shanahan, because we've seen even last week where there was a couple of times when Kyle Shanahan was just trying too hard. Like I, I go back, uh, Chris made this point too, uh, um, with, uh, Oh, that fourth and one, it was a QB sneak and they had all that motion beforehand. It's just like, just sneak it. Like you, you only have to get a half a yard, you, you know, you cause. So, so some of his game management is, is to me, a little, little silly, um, Shanahan. So I, if I had to pick, I would only pick Shanahan because I've seen him do it without a hall of fame quarterback. That's the only reason why, but I don't want to hold that against LaFleur either. And I think he has his strong suits as well, but yeah, I could take either one of these guys. Okay. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's go to, yeah, that, the hot takes are not coming in. Okay. Let's go to the next one here. Here, here we go. Debo Samuel. Or Devontae Adams, again, with your head, not your heart. Right, go ahead, Nate. What do you want out of your receiver? You want a better receiver, you're going to take Devontae Adams, route running, catching. You want someone who is dangerous everywhere, Debo Samuel. Just look at the rushing yards he had against the Cowboys. He's a threat from all over the field. Um, Adams is better, too, because of his Rodgers connection. So I think they're both extremely good players. Debo is very undervalued in the NFL. And that that's a, to me, that's a toss up. Okay. So let me ask this question, just a little different because you're absolutely right. Which one of these two will make a bigger impact in the game? I think they're both going to make a huge impact in the game. Oh, you. (laughs) No, seriously though. I think Debo is going to have a lot of, impact in the run game because that is green Bay's weak spot. We saw what he did last week. He's been doing it all season. I think Adams is going to have a lot of catches. He's probably going to have 10 to 12 catches in the game. So I think of the two teams, they're both going to be the star on the offenses. Okay. I like that. Uh, Rue. Yeah. Debo scares me for like what Nate said, the running um, of the defense, the run defense for the Packers isn't ideal. Um, and Debo, it's not a fluke. I mean, he's broke the record for most rushing touchdowns for a receiver. I mean, that's not normal. And then to do what he can do also out there. I mean, so I, he scares me a lot. Um, I'm afraid of him and Kittle actually, but I think I don't, the Niners don't have a response for Devante either. I think mm-hmm. they're both going to have huge days. I mean, it, it's, it's a hard one to say, but they're, you know, another hot take. They're both going to do awesome. Okay. How about you, Shannon? Well, the, I think they're both, both like both, like you guys have said before, I think they're both going to have big games. The difference in this game is um, the Green Bay Packers defense is getting healthy and the San Francisco defense is going the opposite way. So in that respects, I think Devonte Adams will definitely have his catches and Debo Samuel's got a target on his back. They're going to be looking for wherever he is on the field at all times. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. I know that last week he averaged 7.2 yards a carry, 
off of 10 carries, which is kind of ridiculous um, that you would average that as a running back. Uh, I think that it's important that San Francisco is smart. This is where Kyle Shanahan is a really smart head coach. He's like, this is my best playmaker. I'm going to get him the ball, whether it's passing or running. And hopefully Matt LaFleur, Matt LaFleur, right? Yeah, he does the same way. It, no, am I saying that? Right, coach? There's another LaFleur, Mike. Well, we did his, his brother got interviewed by the Dolphins. That's why it's in my head. Uh, anyway, so I think he just has to find ways to give uh, Devontae Adams the ball. And um, I think he will. It's just that it's going to be interesting. Um, do we know if Bosa... Uh, and Warner are going to play. I thought Bosa was supposed to Nate. Bosa Willis and Warner are all did not practice. So, I mean, they don't technically have to give their um, reports out yet. So, I mean, it's a toss up. Well, uh, Shannon. I just know Bosa's in concussion protocol and uh, it all depends on that. Um, the other guys I think will play, but I think Bosa is the biggest question because of, of it being a concussion. Okay, uh, Rue. And I, I do think that that ankle injury for Warner is huge. I mean, that dude's based on speed. I mean, he's super strong too. But if you can get him to have to cut a little slower with play action or misdirection, that's going to be big because that dude's a monster. Yeah. No, it's true. It, it would change. It, it definitely changed the game. Okay, running the ball. Which, so in this game, which team do you trust running the ball? Um, mainly I bring this up because it's going to be cold. There might be snow or it might have snowed beforehand. When I checked the weather last, it was supposed to have snowed, I think, beforehand leading up to the game. So I think running the ball is, is going to be interesting or uh, important in this game. So what do you guys got for me? Who, who do you think is going to do a better job of it? Go, go ahead, Rue. Um, I'm unfortunately been having flashbacks of uh, Raheem Mostert running all over wherever and did whatever he wanted to do. But, and I, I don't think that's going to change a ton, um, but I do like that the Packers are getting a little healthier mm-hmm. on defense. There might be a chance that, you know, they might be able to do a little bit more um, and force them to have to pass a little bit more. But uh, I do think that the Packers have been showing too, they're willing to run, run, run. Um, so I, I think the the Niners are just better equipped, but I think the Packers are gonna are gonna run it right down their throat too. Yeah, uh, Nate, you have anything to add? The question was who's gonna be better running the ball? Yeah. Yes, both. Yeah. I, you know, I hate, I hate to do that again, but I, seriously, I honestly think that whoever stops the run is the team that's gonna win. I think they both have good rushing attack, and honestly, to me, I know we'll get into X factor later, but I think the run defense on both sides, who can stop the ball is a big deal. Yeah. Shannon. I like AJ Dillon in the cold. Mm-hmm. Debo Samuel and Elijah Mitchell aren't the size that AJ Dillon is. And in the cold to me, a downhill running big back is more effective. And I just like, I, I think green Bay does better on in the ground than the 49ers do. And that's, that's not biased because of being a Packer fan. I think that's just uh, what I think is going to happen. Yeah, I do have to say with the Packers having both A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, I just kind of like that they're two right back. But, like, man, Samuel runs tough. He's tough. Uh, Rue, you had your hand? Yeah, I, I do. Like, I think the Niners are, are forced to run. So I think they're going to have more yards, but I think the Packers are going to be effective and be able to control the game. 
yeah. with the running game. So that's that's why I kind of I guess I was split, but I think the Packers are going to be more effective because they're going to be able to run when they have to. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think if I, I had to lean, I would I'd lean a little bit more towards the Packers because the heavy run, the you know the heavy running backs, you know, but you have like like uh the flashbacks to the Niners running all over them that's got to be a little scary okay let's go on to um the Niners so the Niners will win if so this is just some of the takes that I had um I'm just gonna get them all up there real quick uh let's see here let's yeah okay so the Niners have a better defense statistically they have and statistically they actually have a better offense did you guys know that yeah they, they're i think they're 11th or no they're ninth and the the packers were 11th or something like that um they need to get to rogers they average three sacks per game and they are like fifth in the league at getting to the quarterback now how much because we saw it against dallas right um Early on with Bosa, they got to the quarterback. But once Bosa got injured, it seemed like the pass rush died. So it's almost like it really depends on if Bosa's out there, right? I mean, that's really what's going to determine that. Any, anything to add on those points, guys, so far, Shannon? Something not on your list here. I 49ers win if they dominate special teams and get a kickoff or a punt return because that is the one area Green Bay is seriously lacking in. And if I think you go either way on both sides of the ball for either team, but mm -hmm. the special teams, if the 49ers uh, get some kind of points off of special teams, then, then I would say they, they can win the game. Beautiful point. I forgot. Yeah. That's a, that's a great point, Shannon. Um, what do you guys think? Are, are, are you, you other two, are you a little nervous about the special teams? Go ahead, Rue. Yeah. I think the special teams is, I mean, how can it not be? It's been atrocious like all season. Um, and I do think though, kind of with your points, if if the they can get pressure with four, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Which I think, you know, if Bolsa plays, I even thought after he went out, they were still getting there. They weren't getting home, but they were still wreaking havoc back there, which is what's scary to me. Um, so I guess if Bakhtiari is back and healthy, uh, I know he had like a little hiccup, like he didn't practice today or something. Um, I don't know what exactly that was, but you know, if, if, if they can't block four, it's going to make it tough, real tough on Rogers. So I, that's a huge key is that D line, the pressure it can bring. Yeah. Uh, Nate. I think the Niners have to worry about Jimmy G. Um, he had an interception last week. That was an overthrow. That was his fifth interception due to an overthrow this season. That's the most of any quarterback in the NFL. Um, Packers have a top 10 secondary. Uh, they're only getting, I'm, I don't know if Jair's coming back. I'm, I would assume he's been in practice and they've been waiting for this. Their secondary solid. If Jimmy G's putting the Packers in good field position because he turns the ball over, um, that's trouble for the Niners. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Just, just, just one more thing I just want to mention with the Niners, because we talked a lot about the getting to Rodgers is they need to run the ball. So uh, effectively, they averaged almost 160 yards the last three games and Debo Samuel will be a big part of that. I think if they're going to be effective at it, um, let's go to Packers win. If how do you guys feel about Aaron Rodgers being right there in front of you right now? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Huh? Okay. Packers win. If 
simply they have Aaron Rodgers. So to me, like they have the better quarterback clearly in this game and Aaron Rodgers can win games for you. So if he plays at the level, we know he can play at, I just think the Packers can win. Right. Um, and sometimes that's just putting the Packers in the best position with the best play. Right. It's not necessarily that he throws the ball all the time, but like, let's run this way or that way, or we're going to do a draw play or a bubble screen or something like that. You know, just putting the team in the best position to play uh, to succeed. I should say not to play putting the best, putting the team in the best position to succeed is what I meant to say. Yeah. Um, this is, this her this goes along with what you just said, Nate, uh, for force turnovers, the Packers are third in turnover margin where the 49ers are 22nd. So what you mentioned, uh, Nate is the fact that, uh, the Niners turn the ball over and the Packers don't. So that could end up being, uh, the reason why the Packers win. anything else to add to this. Go ahead, Shannon. So the Packers win if they get off to a fast start and keep their foot on the gas. You look at some of the games where they have won against the Browns on Christmas day, they let the Browns back in that game and they were well in hand early on and they just need to keep the pressure applied if they do get a lead. Yeah. That's the, like, that's a thing that really concerns me with the Packers was just that they let teams stick around. And I, I like the Ravens with Huntley and, and, and uh, Baker Mayfield and the Browns, Nate. Yeah, I'm just checking. It's not against the rules to beat a team by 30, right? Like you can do that. You can keep your foot on the gas. Well, I think so. I think so. Because that doesn't seem to happen. That seems to be since McCarthy days. Like they just let teams back into it. So that's what I'm worried about because um, the Niners, if they hang around, it's going to be dangerous come fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. The, the, the nice thing is, is that it could end up be where Jimmy Garoppolo makes a mistake, even if it is close. That, that's the thing that you have going for you. Okay, go ahead, Nate. And Green Bay is undefeated at home this year, correct? No one's come into Lambeau and beat them. I think that's a fact. So that, that helps. That is what we call a statistical bomb right there. Did you guys hear, hear the, the stat bombs? Yeah, on the pot. Okay, well, go ahead and listen. Uh, Avery sent me some stats uh, about the Bills and Chiefs game, and I I did like a, a like a recording over it, like bomb dropping, and and I, I called it stat bombs. So, yeah, you're welcome. And you listen to that. Okay, let's go into our predictions. So, um, let's just talk about the people who aren't here real quick that picked the game. Uh, Luke, Avery, Chris, Ryan, Eric, Zach, Travis, all picked the Packers. Uh, so remember, um, let me know score X factor when you pick the game guys. Uh, and then, uh, no one picked, uh, the 49ers. Nobody picked the 49ers. In fact, everybody in this room has well picked the Packers. So let's start maybe with Shannon. Why do you got the Packers? It's at home. Uh, they want revenge. Um, even though the last time these teams met, I believe it was in, was a week four, I believe Mm -hmm. the Packers had a a last second field goal to win the game, but I don't think this one is as close. Not that uh, it won't be close. I just think there's too many things going in favor of the Packers, um, especially getting healthy. I think even if they do have to put backups in, I think their backups are more than capable. I just, I like the Packers here by eight. Okay. So uh, you got an X factor. 
Aaron Rodgers. I think <laughs> if, he th- if he throws uh, two touchdown passes, uh, you get a couple more on the ground. I see the Packers getting well over 30. Okay, nice. Uh, Rue? Um, though I'm confident that the Packers win, I'm not confident in, I mean, like we Nate discussed, they don't blow teams out. Um, and they're built strong where we're weak, I feel like. So I only, I, I'll say 27, 24. Um, X factor to keep it close is how well Jimmy Garoppolo plays. But I think, I mean, I, I'm pretty confident the Packers win this. Nice. Uh, Nate? So I don't think the Packers will lose either. Um, obviously, the Niners make me nervous because they just seem like a team that always comes in and beats a team I'm confident in. So I'm going to go Packers 31-17. Um, but my X factor is Debo Samuel. Like Rue, I see Debo possibly having a Raheem Mozart type game. Mm. And if that happens, I'm going to cry because that means we're going to lose. But <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to happen. It's possible, but I'm going to go Packers 31, 17, 31, 17. Nice. I'm also going with the Packers. I was like this close to picking the Niners just to be a contrarian. But I was like, no, that's such a Travis move. I'm not going to do that. You know, so I'm, I'm picking the Niners. Um, I mean, I'm picking the Packers. I think the X factor is number one, Bosa being healthy. I think, I think the Niners need to be healthy. And then that defensive line, because we know that just like any other quarterback, that if you can get to Aaron Rodgers, it, it can be a long day for the Packers offense. I, I, I kind of still like, like the Packers offensive line. I think Aaron Rodgers is good enough to handle that. So that's why I have the, uh, the Packers winning. And I'm, I'm with you. If, if, the other X factor would be the running backs on both sides. That's, that's what I would say. The better run game is going to win. I'm going to pick the Packers though. I'm going to say probably uh, I'm going to say 24, 20. I think it being cold. It might be a little bit, uh, a little bit lower scoring of game. And I'm going to predict that it ends on a Jimmy Garoppolo interception. That's my pr- prediction. So I'm, I'm, if that happens, guys, I'm going to post this all over online. I'll need your help. If it comes down to a Jimmy G interception because they're driving to take the lead, you're going to have to call an ambulance because I'm going to be on the floor <laughs> having a heart attack. We got a hot take. <laughs> okay. Uh, guys ready to move on to the next game? Nate, what if it comes down to a Mason Crosby field goal to win it? Oh, my God. I'll be dead. Don't even worry about the ambulance. <laughs> Shut the TV off. Assume they lost. There you go. Okay, let's go to our next game. LA Rams versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, so let's get into some of the questions I got for you guys. Again, three questions, I'm sure. Oh, I spelled Ramsey wrong. No, I didn't. Maybe I did. I don't remember. Okay, Ramsey against Evans. Who do you give the edge to this matchup? So the cornerback, obviously, Jalen Ramsey. He's one of the best in the league. Mike Evans showed up last week. Nine receptions, I think, for 119 yards. And really, probably Brady's only big target, right? Like, his best target for sure. Uh, So uh, who do you got in this matchup in this game? Uh, Go ahead, Shannon. I still have Evans beating Ramsey. I know how good Ramsey is, but Evans is a big, he's, he's a true number one receiver. 
and I don't think the stage is too too big for him. Um, even though Godwin and Brown aren't there anymore, um, I still like Evans. He's he's got a capable quarterback that can throw the ball where it needs to be in Tom Brady. So give me a, give me a, a good throw over a good defense any day. Okay, I like it, Nate. Yeah, I'm gonna go Evans too. I think he's guaranteed a touchdown in this game. I, Ramsey's gonna hold him most of the game. He'll probably finish with four catches, but probably. I don't know, 40 some yards and a touchdown. So I don't know if that's a huge game, but uh, I would still, I would still always pick the offensive player. Okay. Rue. Uh, I mean, is Ramsey going to follow him everywhere? Cause I, I feel like they, they're probably going to scheme him off of him a little bit. Well, um, I'm trying to remember because I thought that he like this year, I'm, I could be wrong, but I thought he was following the number one target, or, you know, in Jacksonville, I was actually talking to Luke about this today at Jacksonville. He would stick to one side of the field where this year, it seems like the Rams will move him around to, mm-hmm. to card their best target. So I think he'll follow Mike Evans. But I'm not hundred percent sure. Yeah. It would make sense. I, I mean, I, I think it's, he's going to slow him down quite a bit. Um, but I, I mean, the way that that defense played from what I remember seeing, I didn't watch that game super close, but their defense played a lot better than I thought it would. And Ramsey's going to have to be huge. Yeah. So I, I mean, I could see him really stepping up. I, I mean, I could actually see him getting a pick just because he kind of has to. I think that Rams team is pretty motivated because they have to be. I mean, it's all or nothing for them. Yeah, you, you could see either one of these guys winning the matchup because, like, Ramsey has shut down people like DeAndre Hopkins. I, I kind of think of, like, Hopkins as a better version of Mike Evans. Like, he's, what, 6'3". He, he's a physical wide receiver, and and uh, Ramsey has shut down Hopkins before. So I, I'm also concerned that, like, Mike Evans, he's so injury-prone, like, he's going to end up being injured halfway through this game. I'm, I'm hoping not for my brother's sake, but I'm, I'm a little worried about that because he's just got healthy. I think like two weeks ago, like you, you could see that he's, he's playing healthy now. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to lean towards Ramsey a little bit here, but yeah, this would be a fun matchup. I think to watch on, on Sunday, let's go to our next of the three questions. Okay. Which defensive line do you like more? So these two have uh, two of the better defensive lines in the league. Uh, one's a little bit better at run stopping than the other one is. Um, the other one is a little better at getting to the quarterback. So between the two defensive lines, which one do you like more in this game? Uh, let's uh, go ahead, Nate. I think the Rams have the sexier defensive line. When you think about names, when you think about Donald and Floyd and Von Miller, um, but I actually think the Bucks have a sneaky good defensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really an important part of their defense. So I would go with the Bucks actually. Yeah, you, Barrett got healthy last week. Uh, Rue? Uh, I yeah, they're both pretty amazing and they're both stacked. But the Bucks offensive line, Werfs, I mean, he rolled that ankle pretty bad, and I think that could be something they could really exploit. So I think that might help them out a little bit more to have the nod. Yeah, what do you think, Shannon? I agree with both of them. I, I give the edge a little bit to Tampa Bay, um, especially in the interior. Um, you know, Aaron Donald, but then you still have Vita Vea and, and Dominican Sue. And I don't, even though they may not have the sacks like Aaron Donald gets, I still, uh, you when you hold the line and you don't give up, you know, get pushed back into the linebackers, I think that uh, I still give the edge to, to Tampa Bay. 
Okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I, I think both these, I, I agree with Nate Tampa's D line is super underrated. Like, I, I mean, it's not super underrated, but it gets forgotten about because of how it, but it's good um, where the Rams is more like the names drive that defensive line, Von Miller, uh, Leonard Floyd and uh, Nadon, I'm not Dominican Sue, uh, Aaron Donald, but I'm, I'm going to give the edge a little to the Rams. And the only reason why is because the offensive line for bucks, it, it, even their center was injured last week and had to come out of the game for a while. And I think Eric, I talked to him today. He said that uh, he's questionable. So if, if you're starting a, a hobbled center and a left tackle, that could, that could hurt your, your team a little bit there. So. I think Werfs is right tackle, but I also oh. think that it doesn't really matter. I mean, they're both mm-hmm. pretty important when you have good guys all over your D line. So that's why I think that Rams is D line's got a little bit of an edge. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So last question, can the uh, Brady lift the wide receiver? So we've seen him do it before, but it's a different group of wide receivers other than Evans. They got like uh Brait and they got Johnson and they got little Scotty Miller and they got all these other guys. Do you think that Brady can lift these wide receivers enough in this game to, to win it? Go ahead, Shannon. Absolutely. You know, how many years did, you know, Tom Brady have like one good receiver, whether it was Randy Moss or Wes Welker and then a bunch of other names or, he had one guy and then the other guys always caught passes. He found ways to get him the ball. And I think that um, Brady is good enough. He can do that. They, they have good tight ends. Um, I'm not, is, is Gronkowski injured or is he playing? I, I can't remember. He's, He's playing. playing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's your other weapon. <laughs> I like, I think Tampa Bay can definitely lift his wide receivers. Uh, what Nate? One sentence Shannon said stood out. Brady will find a way he always he always does I mean I've been rooting against him for a very long time and I've always wanted to be right and I'm never right and I'm probably not going to be right this week he's going to find a way uh Keyshawn Vaughn played huge in the run game last week I think that's going to help him out a lot but he's still got Evans he's still got Gronk he'll sprinkle in these other receivers he's going to find a way to win yeah I like Bray too uh Shannon you had another point they have Brashad Perryman too, who has a lot of NFL experience and he's not a slouch either. He can, he can catch the ball. Yeah. But Rue, you feel the same? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess when you put that question up there, I feel like that's just what Brady does. So I was like, yeah, <laughs> answers. Yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting because like uh, against the, uh, the, the jets, it wasn't until he lost Antonio Brown where the offense started moving again. So it was funny. Like it almost seemed like he benefited from the defense, not honing in on his like number one target or whatever. But I thought it was a fair question because I feel like he's going to have to rely on um, these, these other receivers. I think if Ramsey does shut down Evans, he's got to rely on these guys. And it's not just like, can Brady lift him, but can these receivers actually show up too? Right. Because like he could throw somebody the ball, but if they're not going to catch it. Right. But I think you guys brought up some good points. I like Bray and I like, uh, um, uh, and, and, uh, the Perryman they're, they're pretty solid weapons. So, so what Rue was saying, Ryan, that was a bad question. Okay. Moving on, moving on. Okay. Let's say the Rams win. If let's just get these up here. Okay, 
Okay. Oops. Okay. So they get after uh, Tom Brady. So um, we talked a little bit about this, the Bucks uh, uh, front, you know, uh, offensive line is injured. So if the Rams who average about three sacks a game, again, they, they're, I think in top five and getting pressure on the quarterback, if they can get the Brady, that's going to help them win the game. The other thing is, is the weakness of that defense is their secondary. They are 21st in passing defense. And that actually got worse as its season went on because they kept on losing people, you know, to injury. And the Rams have the fifth, uh, fifth best passing offense in the league. So Cooper cup and OG uh, Odell Beckham need to make plays. And if they do that, I think the Rams can win anything to add to that. Uh, Shannon. I'll say that uh, the Rams win if they get at least three sacks. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Okay. Let's see how the bucks can win the game. Just my opinion. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, by the way, if you guys could be like, Hey Ryan, that's an awful take. Rue already did. So we, (laughs) okay. Uh, I, the first thing I have is pressure to help out the secondary. So we already looked and saw that their secondary isn't that good. So their defensive line has to get pressure on Matthew Stafford so that the secondary ain't, you know, um, left out there to dry, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Um, if they get pressure, Stafford will make mistakes. Okay. Like I'm a big Stafford fan. I think he's a good to great quarterback, but I know that he can throw interceptions with the best of them. Uh, the pass defense for the Ram is 22nd. And funny enough, the Tampa Bay has the best passing offense. Um, and then that somebody just other than Evans need to show up, which we already talked about. Anything to add with the these stats? Or uh, Go ahead, Rue. Yeah, I think if they let Stafford get comfortable, I think they're going to do – I mean, they're going to have a hard time against that that pass offense. So, I mean, yeah, I think the pressure on Stafford is what's going to be huge for them, for the Bucks to win. Yeah, I, I agree. Anything else, guys? Do you think that Cam Akers can make much of a difference? He looked solid, you know, uh, uh, the other night. Uh, Nate? Yeah, that one-two punch at Akers and Sonia Michelle, that was they they ran really good against uh, um the Buccaneers, but I I still think it's gonna come down to the passing game. That's in week three when they played, that's why the Rams beat them because Stafford was like 27 for 35, I think, and had four touchdowns. Like that, that's what carried them through that game. But I think the run is gonna help give Stafford a little more time. So it'll be nice to have uh Akers back. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. Okay. You guys ready to move on? Okay. Let's go to our predictions. So of the people that are not here, the Rams, uh, Chris and Ryan pick, Luke and Avery pick the Buccaneers. Travis and Zach also pick the Rams. And Eric picked the Buccaneers. And oh, go ahead. Uh, uh, Nate. I, I just wanted to congratulate you on the Chargers logo for the Rams. That's, that's oh. Really- well, pretend it's the right. Ra- well, no, I think no. That's a horn. That's the horn. That the horn. Okay. That is the horn. All right. Bad yeah. take here. Bad- <laughs> it's right, but it looks way too close. It, it does look close because they're both LA, probably. <laughs> no, that's the horn. Okay, because I I typed in LA Rams logo, so it better be an LA Rams logo, or I'm suing someone for false advertisement. That's for sure. 
Okay, so let's listen to Eric's take on why the Buccaneers are going to win. Hey, Ryan. Uh, so my prediction for the Tampa Bay Bucks against the Los Angeles Rams, I am going with my heart and picking Tampa Bay um, because uh, the only reason I could justify this in my head is they have Tom Brady um, and the Rams don't. Um, also, I will say the Bucks defense has – uh, played better last week than they have, and then, um, and I like, I do believe they can get pressure on Stafford, um, so I will have the, I'll pick Tampa to win, and um, not confident at all about it, but hopefully they do. Okay, there you have it. That's what his prediction was. So let's go to our room here. Me and Rue both have the Rams. Um, so Rue, do you want to start us off here? Uh, I think I'm, I'm very similar to your brother. I'm not overly confident, but, um, I just have a feeling, you know, there's really nothing to back it up. Um, I, I kind of like, I was expecting the Rams to have a lot more, like they wouldn't look as good as they did. I mean, the the Cardinals didn't come to play, but I, I mean, I really thought they were going to like sputter because I feel like that's the way that they were leaning. So they're kind of rolling, um, very smart offensive play design. They got Stafford comfortable. And so if they can do that, um, I guess we'll see who gets more pressure on the other quarterback. That's what it's going to come down to. And I just feel like the Rams are a little more hungry. So that's it. That's what I got. Yeah, you got an X factor for us? Ooh, let's go with how about Aaron Donald? Uh, that's a good one. That's a good. He can factor. blow it up. I mean, Brady doesn't like it in his face, so he's you know we'll see if if he can blow it up. They're they're gonna have a hard time running an offense. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, let's see. Okay, so and then Nate and Chan, you both picked the Bucks. Uh, let's start with Shannon. Why you got the Bucks? I just think that the I'm going with the home team here. Um, it's Tom Brady, and it, I know it gets beaten to death, but it's it, but. Tom Brady usually finds a way he will throw you picks. Um, I think Tampa Bay has the overall better defense. I, I like their linebackers way better than I like the Rams linebackers. I think they are more disciplined um, unless the, the Rams can get a, a big player too. Um, I don't see them winning unless they can, you know, sack Brady at least three times. Uh, just give me Tom Brady at home. I think the NFL would love a, a rematch of the NFC championship game from a year ago. Okay. NFL rigged. Is that what you're saying, Shannon? I'm not saying it's rigged. <laughs> <laughs> okay. who's, your, who, who's your X factor? I'm going to go Tom Brady. As long as he doesn't make any dumb moves, um, he's, uh, he's the GOAT. So we got to go with Tom Brady as the X factor. Um, if he can find a – couple of touchdown passes to either Evans or Gronk. I, I think that uh, he's the X factor. Nice. You got a score for us. Uh, we're going to, we're going to keep this one down a little bit. I'm going to go uh, 20 to 19 Buccaneers over the Rams. Oh, you think it's going to be low scoring. Okay. I like it. Rue, did you pick a score or. No, I didn't. Um, I forgot all about it. Uh, let's go 34, 31 Rams. Okay. Just by a field goal. Okay, Nate, you want to tell us why the Bucks are going to win? Well, 
I actually think the Rams have the best pieces to beat the Bucs. If they come with their best game, I think it's very possible. Um, I just I can't pick against Tom Brady at home. I just can't do it. I couldn't. I wanted to. I just couldn't. I think my X factor is going to be, though, the Bucks offensive line. It's going to be important to watch if Tristan Wirfs can play. Um, even if he – whether he can or can't, can that offensive line just be mediocre um, and not give up a ton of – uh, pressure on Brady I think that's going to be the biggest key but I just could not pick against Brady I'm going to go 31 21 bucks oh nice okay well I picked the Rams I'm going to continue on this Super Bowl journey with my Rams trying to um, get to the Super Bowl together here me and them hand in hand I just think the best way to to get Brady off his uh, off his game is pressure up the middle he loves to step up in the pocket and Aaron Donald is just a good, great, great uh, weapon against that. Uh, and with the offensive line for the bucks being a little injury ridden, I think that's going to affect the game. Um, I also think the fact that the secondary is not good and still beat up. I think that Odell, uh, you know, he had, he should have almost, there was one, that got called back, but he had almost, he would have had like 90 yards receiving him and Stafford has some chemistry going. Um, and Cooper cup. I mean, that guy is, uh, 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 the best wide receiver right now in the NFL, right? Are we in agreement on that? Is everybody good with that? He has the triple crown of wide receiving. I'm just throwing that out there. Well, at least, at least top five, we'll just say top five. I got to look from Ruin. I don't want, him to... <laughs> so I just think with that said, I don't know how the buck stops, stops the, passing game um so i'm gonna say the the rams win 38 to 34 i think it's going to be a high scoring game what concerns me is if tom brady has the ball with a minute and a half to go and they just need a score to win i'm that i'm done there i switch my pick automatically that's the way i work so yeah oh. i'm with you on that i mean i i just feel like Shannon and Nate both said everything that I thought, but I, I just feel like the Rams have a shot. So. Well, see, it's so funny because like on paper, I feel like the Rams should probably win this fairly easy because like, but I just like the Bucks are they're, they're, they're Brady and they're Brady and they're Brady mm -hmm. and the Bucks and they, they, they've been there before. There's something to be said about that. And, and it's Tom Brady. Ah. Horrible. He's still in my life. He's still in my life after all those years with the Patriots and he's still there. Okay. You guys ready to move on? Okay. Last game. The Buffalo Bills versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Were the logos okay there, Nate? Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay, perfect. Okay, let's uh, three questions. In this game, are you taking Allen, Josh Allen, or Patrick Mahomes? Okay, because Nate looks the most nervous, I'm going to ask him first. Who do you got in this game? Who's going to perform better? They both played their A game last week. They were both very impressive. Um, oh, that's, that's really hard. I think Mahomes will play better. It's okay. In, it's in Arrowhead. That's a tough place to play. I, not much better, but he he has a little bit of an edge. Okay, I like it. Uh, Shannon, I'm going Patrick Mahomes here. Josh Allen is really really good, but Patrick Mahomes is just that 
elite type quarterback and he finds a way they both can run. Like everyone looks at Josh Allen as being the runner, but Patrick Mahomes isn't afraid to take off either. I just think when it comes to making the big play, I'll take Mahomes over Josh Allen. Okay. I, I like it. Uh, Rue. Yeah, I, I'll take Patrick. Um, if you look at how uh, Josh Allen's season has gone, it's like good game, awesome game, horrible game, and it's pretty consistent. And he just had an awesome game. I mean, you literally can't get better right? where that offense ran. So, I mean, he could still have a good game, but Patrick, you know, has been very consistent too the last – I mean, half of the season. So I'm going to go with him. Yeah, I, I've been a believer in Patrick Mahomes ever since he got drafted, so I'm not going to give up on him now. Uh, what has to scare you if you're a Chiefs fan in this game is Josh Allen's running ability, which we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about um, in the next segment. But I, I would say Patrick Mahomes I'm taking in this game. I probably would take him over any quarterback in any game right now. I just I think he's that great, uh, you know. Um, okay. Okay. So we all obviously know that Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are both probably going to get, um, play great. Do you think this game will come down to who runs the ball better? Yes or no. And, and you can add a Y in there. Rue? No. Um, I think it's going to come down to the quarterbacks. Um, but I was very impressed with, was it McKissick? Um, is that who uh, the McKinnon McKinnon? McKinnon. Yeah. yeah. There's too many of those in the league. They're all the <laughs> exact same running back too. Um, so how he's been playing has been incredible. Um, but also the bills game will be fine. Um, but it'll mostly be Josh Allen, I think too, because you kind of default to what, like what you normally do, which they don't default to running. So I, it's going to come down to the quarterbacks. Okay. Uh, Nate, what do you think? Yeah, I agree that passing is a big deal, but I've actually been impressed with Devin Singletary the last month of the season. He's been running the ball really well. And I mean, you got to remember Josh Allen, they do a lot of planned quarterback running with him and he's just a bulldozer. He'll run people over. So I think the bills are definitely going to run the ball better, but I still think whoever plays the passing game better is going to win. You, what do you think, Shannon? You agree? Yeah. I agree. I think whoever can make the big play. And I just think that uh, Patrick Mahomes is better at making the big play, finding a way to get Tyreek the ball. Um, you still have Travis Kelsey. Even I mean, they both have weapons. I think the, the run game to me doesn't matter as much as, the, as getting the big play. To me, that's the deciding factor. Yeah, I'm sure Avery's listening right now, yelling at his radio like, you guys are jerks. Josh Allen makes big plays. Okay. Um, I'm sort of with you guys. I think the better passer uh, is going to win this game. So whoever plays better passing the ball will probably win this game. Um, but we all could be wrong. We'll see. That's my last question here. Okay. Super Bowl winner. So just simply put, whoever wins this game, do you think they have the best odds of winning the Super Bowl? No. No. Okay. No. Shannon says no. Rue? No. No. Okay. I, I, I personally, I think whoever wins this game wins the Super Bowl. So that's, that's my, uh, my gut feeling. So in a sense, I feel it, it, it's like uh, that year when the Clippers and Lakers should have met in the 
in the playoffs and whoever won that game was going to win the finals, but the Clippers, uh, yeah. Who didn't do their part to get yeah. there? Yeah. Again? Clip, Clippers that blew a three, one lead. This is, this is the game to me. I feel like whoever wins this game is going to win the Super Bowl. So, okay. Bias Packer fans. I tell you let's okay. So the bills win the game. If so, I'll just get it all up here real quick. Okay, so I just have two things for them. Um, easiest path is Josh Allen continues his elite play at quarterback. So basically, you said it, Rue. He played a really elite game the last time he was out there, but he does get those inconsistent games. So he has to me, he has to play on that elite level. And if he does, the Bills have a, the best chance of winning and then to continue to run the ball. So the last three games, they averaged almost 200 yards a game. Go ahead, Nate. Bills haven't punted in three of their last four games. Their offense is rolling. Yeah. So if they're on the field that much and Josh Allen is continuing to run like that, I think, what is he averaging? 68 yards rushing in his last six games. That's a big part of their offense. You've got to get them off the field. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, Shannon. I believe the Bills have the number one defense in the NFL right now. And with Patrick Mahomes, I still am a firm believer that the perfect pass will always defeat the perfect defense. And I just, I think the only way the Bills win is if Patrick Mahomes throws two interceptions. Okay. Yeah. I like it. So, so turning the ball over. Yeah. And we've seen games right this season where Patrick Mahomes has done that, which is, you know, last year, you would think that wouldn't be the case. Right. So yeah, good point, Shannon. Okay. Chiefs win if avoid the slow start. So I put this down because last week against the Steelers, um, they didn't score like a quarter half into it, but then after they scored, uh, I have it here. After they scored their first touchdown, they scored four touchdowns in 10 minutes and 30 seconds of game time. So they are a hot offense. When they get going, they are hard to stop, but they have to, I feel like against the Bills, they kind of have to avoid starting slow. Go ahead, Nate. Yeah, that's what I'm scared of. If they start out slow like that, they were playing the Steelers. That wasn't really an offense you had to worry about. If they start out slow and Buffalo can get out a couple scores on them really fast. Um, I think they're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they got to avoid that slow start. Um, I said uh, he uh, McKinnon needs to continue to be a uh, running threat. Uh, the way I look at it is, is even though I think that the passing game is going to win the game, they have to have the threat of running. That's going to help keep the defense honest, especially like with play action and stuff like that. And this is a hard one for me, but I think they definitely win if they can somehow take away Josh Allen's ability to run the ball off a of Q like dropbacks and then like QB. So like a Manti Teo or someone like that, like QB spying the entire time almost is needed. But I, I feel like they have to stop because I can't tell you how uh, like it seemed like the Patriots last week would have Josh Allen stop and he would use his legs to get like the first down or make the one guy miss or whatever. And it's just like, you got to almost stop that if you're going to win the game. Anything to add guys uh, about this game? You did great on that one. Oh, well, thanks. 
Thanks, Rob. Yeah, that one bad question, but this was this was amazing. Well, Ryan <laughs> Ryan is a closet Chiefs fan. You know, he want he's been talking Chiefs all season, so he yeah. should know what he's talking about. Well, it's funny because it's like I'm not I, I like I pick because my teams are so bad, I gotta pick players to root for, you know. Like so Patrick Mahomes, I, I always thought he was gonna be a great quarterback when he like when he got drafted. I was like, okay, that that guy's it's because I fall in love with like strong arm quarterbacks. Like I even thought like Drew Locke could be a good quarterback. So it's not like I get them all right, but Patrick Mahomes, I thought he was gonna be great. So I was you know, I'm I'm always gonna pick now the Chiefs as long as he's their quarterback. I don't see why not. Fun choice and a good choice. Yeah. But Ryan, do you like golfers that can <laughs> drive the ball real far too? <laughs> uh I if I paid attention to golf, I'm sure I'm sure I would. Yeah. But no, I, I guess because I don't Maybe watch golf. Though. A fan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's look at some of the predictions that we have. Uh Chris, Travis, Zach, and Ryan all pick the Bills. Luke and Eric pick the Chiefs. And then we got Avery's take. So let's give Avery a listen to why he thinks the Bills are going to win. I think for the Bills-Chiefs game coming up here, we both know that both offenses are electric. They've been playing the best football of the season between those two teams. I think it'll come down to defense. And I think the Bills have a much better defense than the Chiefs do. Um, but again, it's going to come down to who can pressure their quarterback the most and force incompletions. And if there's turnovers, that's going to be it's probably the biggest factor is which defense performs the best. And if there's any turnovers, which defense gets them. Um, the, the, honestly, they both seem really good across the board from offensive perspectives. Um, I just think the Bills defense is better. Okay, so that's why he's picking the Bills. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. However, everybody in this room, we're picking the Chiefs. So uh, let's maybe start with Shan. Why do you got the Chiefs? Score X factor. I have it 37 to 30, Kansas City. It's at Arrowhead. It's Patrick Mahomes. And uh, I like what Avery said because I think the Bills defense is, is good. But the Kansas City defense has really come on strong since the middle of the season and they're not a slouch either i just uh i like my chances at arrowhead with the kansas city chiefs rue yeah home game for the chiefs um they're also rolling both teams are rolling um shannon brought up the point the chiefs have the number one scoring defense i think since week six um i mean i don't know i don't remember who they've played but i don't believe they've had an easy schedule um and I just don't trust the Bills. I mean, they could prove me wrong, but they haven't so far when it matters. I, you know, it, even if they're rolling, the Chiefs kind of got their number one. It seems to matter. So I think it's going to be a good one. I'm saying high scoring, regardless of how good those defenses are, they're, they're definitely bringing it at 42-35. Ooh, I like that. That sounds like a fun game to watch. Uh, Nate? So I will be rooting for the Bills in this game. I want them to win. Um, I just couldn't get myself to pick them because I'm going to go undefeated in picks this postseason. So I had to go with the Chiefs because they're probably going to end up winning. Um, I think I kind of agree with Avery. Whoever secondary plays the better, better. Uh, whoever can limit that quarterback to less is going to win the game. But I also agree with the rule. High scoring, I'm going to go 41-38 
Kansas City. Nice, yeah. And uh, I am going to go to Chiefs as well. Um, I just want to see the Bills beat the Chiefs in this type of atmosphere. Uh, The Chiefs have beaten um, the Bills in these playoffs, I think last year, right? Was it last year or the year before? And it's just like, we want, I want to see it before I can believe it. And I picked the Chiefs all year. I am 19 for 19 picking the Chiefs. They have let me down a couple of times, but I, I feel like they got rolling at the right time, especially their defense. I like that stat you brought out, Rue, that, that number one scoring defense for um, from week six onward or after week six. So I really like that stat. Uh, the X factor for me, though, is definitely Josh Allen, because I think if he plays in a way in which he can match Patrick Mahomes, um, I think his defense can do enough to stop the Chiefs. I just don't see him doing that because of his inconsistency. But this could be the playoff run that puts him on that level if he continues this play. So I'm going to go Chiefs. I'm going to go high scoring as well. So this means that we're going to watch a game that is probably 20 to 17, but I'm going to go high scoring as well. I'm going to say 45 to 40. I'm going to go really high up there, guys. I think, I think that, I think these two quarterbacks are going to put on a show, but I, I, I do like the chiefs uh, in Mahomes. homes. Uh, go ahead. Uh, Rue. Can I just say the point you just brought up is so true. Like everything that should happen that I feel like we're predicting is going to be the opposite because it's playoffs and it's going to be so ridiculous. Nine, nine, three chiefs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we remember that uh, Super Bowl. I think it was the Patriots and the Rams and it was like 13, three. Mm-hmm. And it was the worst, like, it just burned my eyes watching it. And we all thought like, if the Patriots are going to win, they got to score more than 20 points and it's going to be a high scoring affair. And it was just like, Oh, this is an ugly super bowl. So I'm, I'm worried about that. Shannon, mm-hmm. you know, something you brought up in a previous episode was uh, about COVID and it seems like those cases come up out of nowhere. And if you get a, a player that tests positive for COVID, that can completely change the outcome of any one of these four games this weekend. So that's that's my X factor this week. Oh, you just like a, a blanketed X factor. <laughs> Good, Nate. Here's a hot take for you. There will be no testing before these games for the rest of the season. They're going to say they are, but the NFL doesn't want that. They don't want anyone going out with COVID. So that's just the the hush-hush. Yeah, you know, it goes back to like when we were talking about whether Bosa is going to play or not. I'm like, well, I don't think the NFL, like the NFL really doesn't care about players, right? Like they had a Monday night game in playoffs and then the team got to play like on Sunday again. Like if they they play Thursday night football. It's like if you care about football players that much, you wouldn't have Thursday night football to me because it's just like that's that's rough. Uh, Shannon? You know, at the beginning of the episode here, we talked about the Steelers and the Eagles shouldn't have been in the playoffs, but yet we all watch the games. You know, who's not going to watch them because they're a 500 team? We're going to watch it. Yep. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. Okay, guys, anything else? Okay, well, that was it. That's all I got for you guys. Um, so for everybody listening, thanks so much for listening. Uh, thanks, Shannon, for joining me and Rue and Nate. Uh, we'll have you guys on again, and we'll keep these playoff prediction going. And, yeah, Nate, I'm with you. I kind of just want to go undefeated through the playoffs. So um, good. So I'm going to just continue to pick the Chiefs, I think. So anyway, uh, with that being said, please follow me on Instagram at nuttybuddy underscore sports. If you haven't yet, checked out, check out my YouTube channel. I put clips 
on there, like just little 10, 15 minute clips, depending on how long we talk. And then um, I think that's it. Subscribe, like. Yeah. Okay. So thanks again for listening. I hope you guys enjoy it and we will talk to you guys next time. Thank you.